0: Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor at Forward Church in Chiefland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thanks so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. How many believe that in 2020, God has something huge for your life? Anybody? Anybody other than me? Can y'all feel the electricity in here today, or is it just me? I'm not on monster or anything like that. My doctor told me to cut that out, so we're done with, with the monster, because the monster sometimes comes out. you know what I'm talking about? Remember what I said? It's imperfection. He is not through with me yet. I just believe that in 2020, I want to experience his favor. I'm believing for your life, first and foremost. This isn't Yes, we, yes, we are in a, in a new season, new year, and we crossed over into a new decade, and all those things, but I'm believing for your home. I'm believing for your life. I'm believing that, um, he, that his his unbelievable favor would overtake you, and that his his that we would experience his blessing that we would would encounter. His presence, like we've never encountered. I'm talking to people who have grown up in church who know how this thing operates in behind the scenes and in front of everybody. But I'm saying, I'm believing that you will experience more of him, not like it's been in the past, or at whatever church you attend or have attended, or whatever vacation Bible school, or whatever your little sweet grandma taught you Sunday school. What I'm saying is, God, give me something new. I'm about some, I want to be about whatever it is that you want, and I want it to be fresh. I don't need no stale bread. Come on, somebody. I don't need no, no, no nasty bread. I want some of that fresh straight out, the Krispy Kreme oven with the glaze just, just melting over it. I'm just believing that God's got some major things in store for this ministry. I really, really believe that. How many you ready to get in the Word today. I'm excited about the Word today. I'm excited about being in the church today. If you brought your Bibles, let's go to Isaiah chapter 43. Isaiah chapter 43. Let me say this while you're turning there. I know the place that I stand today. I know that I am standing on the shoulders of those who have paved the way. I understand that... <laughs> I understand that I'm standing on the shoulders of not only my, fam- my parents, but I'm standing here today as an imperfect vessel who God chose to use anyway. I'm here today because of grandparents who prayed for me and for aunts that have already gone on before me. I understand the place that I'm standing, and it is very humbling, and it is, I take it very, very serious. It is six years to the day that we walk back into this room, this room, in a full-time capacity as the executive pastor and worship leader here at the church, five years to this day, that we move. Some of you met us in our driveway six years ago on a Saturday, and we dumped everything into a house. We fell asleep, got showers, came in, and we had church six years ago today. Understand that where you are is specific to where God has you. Notice I shifted it because I'm, I'm done talking about me. I want to talk about you. Where you are today in spite of all that you've been through, and it, it, it was not an easy journey for us to get to this place six years ago. Hello, somebody. But where you are, you are specifically in that moment and that season on purpose for a purpose. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter if you agree with it. God has you here today on purpose, on purpose, on purpose, purpose. And I'm excited about what God is going to do in your life. Amen. Are you excited about it this morning? Come on. Are you excited about what he's going to do? All right, enough with all the preliminary stuff, but that was important. I wanted you to understand where we are today in his presence. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 says this. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now, everybody say now. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Yes, as a ministry, we are in the middle of transition. Actually, the season of transition is over. We have spent the last 12 months transitioning. I am so glad transition is done. Somebody said, what does that mean? Until you pick up your cross and walk this thing and deny yourself, it is hard to even put into words what the past 12 months has has, has been defragging and pulling apart things with inside of of. Of, of Amy and I, anybody ever had him tug on things in your life? The, it's the things that he's saying shouldn't be there. Let me just get real direct. Ever had ever had him pull on some things that doesn't belong in your life? It kind of hurts, don't it? It does, but it's for your betterment. It's for your betterment. So, but but even more than that, we're in this transition from. 2019 into 2020, y'all are thinking it has to be you're, you're five days late, we're already doing this thing. Yeah, and some of y'all have already cashed out on your, um, your New Year's resolutions. Anybody made New Year's resolutions this year? Anybody even make them? Because y'all know what the next question is How many have already given up? You know, it, it really is sad because every year I've actually asked that. How many have made New Year's resolutions? What happened to the place where we're actually. We're actually at a place in our lives where we go, "What I've had last year, I don't need that again." See what I'm saying? Because when I ask, what, "What what have you made New Year's resolutions?" There was a time when when we did that. We sat down, we wrote some things that we wanted to let go of and, and some things that we wanted to take hold of. We're not even doing that anymore. Where are we? Are we just grazing by just sliding through life and hoping that we're going to we're going to make it into to heaven so we can dip our toes in the in the rip? I mean, what what I don't want to do it like i did it last year i don't want to i don't want to get caught up in the things that has no purpose in my life if it's not benefiting the kingdom and moving the kingdom forward anybody else in the house Amen. this is what i believe if you're taking notes i don't really have any points today this is going to be you could call this a point but it's this in order for us to completely uh be functional in what god wants to do in our future we have to must let go of our past let me say it again he, he he said he said forget the the forget the former things forget the past because he said it that's a pretty good indication that it is possible let me let me break it down this way forgetting doesn't mean one two three wipe my brain clean forgetting doesn't mean it never happened all it's saying is stop talking about it huh. Stop talking about it. Some of y'all are still talking about, we're five days in, you're still talking about some of the hurts, some of the disappointments from 2019. You're giving that thing life. I'm just gonna break it down for a minute because there's no sense in moving into January, February, March, April, May, and all the rest of the year if if you're still holding on. Matter of fact, you won't. The months will run over you, but you will not actually possess and step into all that God has for you if you're constantly locked to whatever hurt you in your past. Some of y'all aren't even locked into 2019. Y'all locked into 1974, 1983. Come on, when mama didn't do it right, daddy said whatever, and your cousin, everybody at the family reunion. I understand, hurt hurts. But Jesus isn't trying to deliver you from the hurt. He, he's, try, well, he, he's trying to deliver you from the hurt that memory has, has put on you. But you got to stop talking about it. You got to stop giving it life. You got to stop com- uh, putting CPR to a relationship that is dead. Huh, hello, somebody. Y'all locking lips with relationship. I'm not talking about physically, but I, you're, you're locking lips trying to resuscitate a relationship that God has tried to say, stop. It's done. He says, forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. When is the new thing happening? Right now. Too much of the church has been, I got to get all my circumstances. I got to get all my budget together. I got to get, get all this together. Then the new can happen. Now he wants to roll out the new in you right now, wherever you are. But you got to let go of the hurt. You got to let go of the disappointment. You got to let go of your jacked up decisions because some of the hurt was caused by you. I'm going to try to slow down a little bit. I know Pastor Mike, when he was here, said that I, I, I went back and listened to the podcast when he mimicked me. It's not like that, is it? Is it, church? Is it? Because he's listening. It's not like that, is it, church? No. I'm going to try. He's trying to, 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 to get you to let go of those things so you, you, what, what he has for you, can just, just, you can just be all in. Somebody say, I'm all in. You got to be all in. It doesn't matter what it looks like or what it feels like, if you feel like it or not. Amen? So stop protecting it. Stop talking about it. Turn to your neighbor, tell him, say, release it. Ah, uh, come on, say it again. Say, release it and let it go. <laughs> Got to let it go. See, I am doing a new thing and it starts now. In 2020, I'm believing God to blow the roof off my limitations. I want Him to blow the roof off my limitations. The stuff that I stop him from doing, the stuff that I won't allow, the opportunities that I say, no, God, I don't want to walk across the parking lot and, and see if that person needs help. But I want to, that's a limitation because there's something God wants to do through me for somebody else, but I'm too worried about me because i got a schedule and i got an agenda and i got things I want to do, and it's not convenient for me. we got to stop having a convenient Christianity and get off our high horse and actually love and serve the community that Christ died for. What has previously held me back, I, I want him to cut it loose. Just let it go. And, and if there's any part that I'm holding on to, God, just, just, pull, just pull it away. I release it and let it go. All the hurt, all the disappointment, all the anger, all the pride, let it go. I declare that everything that God wants for me and my family would be released from heaven down to earth. Is that your prayer for your family? New starts now. That verse had nothing to do with the actual topic of the message so let's move right along but i wanted you to understand you can't possess what god has for you you can't step into your promised land until you let go you cannot be connected with your heart to your past and your feet actually lay into or walk into your promised land can't do it can't do it won't happen won't happen so let's go to joshua chapter one are y'all good this morning okay am i talking too fast Joshua chapter 1, begin with verse 1, says this. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, excuse me, after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. And he said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come. Everybody say, the time has come. Now, say this over your life, say, my time has come. The time has come for you to lead these people, you to... You, you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan into the land that I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Same promise, same God, same promise, Different, but same promise. Everybody say, say promise. See, what happens is when our circumstances shift, we, we think that the promise is null and void because what, what, was, what was in place at the time the promise was given, now that it's not the same, maybe the promise changed. That would mean that his word isn't true. God's not moved by your circumstances. He is moved by your availability and your stickability and your stayability and willingness to continue to walk the course even if the course changes. Okay? I'm talking to me. Don't let, just let your toes relax because I'm talking to me. Because y'all know I like things to be cookie cut. And it's got to be just like this. And if it's not, I get out of whack. Jesus is saying, don't get whacked. Just stay jacked in me. That's what I feel like he's saying. You just rest in me. All this other stuff will take care of itself. I don't know who I'm talking to, but somebody in here has got worried about too much. Let it go. Release it and let it go. The time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, out, excuse me, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you sit... Foot, you will be on land that I have given you bless God. That's what I what wherever my foot goes I, I want my obedience to order my steps, but I, I uh, Through through obedience. I want my steps to be ordered, but I want everywhere I step I want that to be where he has, where he wants me where he has given me Let's move to verse five No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live You got enemies No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you. I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Number six, be strong. Verse six, be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land. I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them. Do not deviate from what the Word of God says. Don't try, to, don't try to put your own interpretation on it because you need to continue doing what you're doing and you know it's not right. Oh, yeah, I'm like my daddy. I will call sin, sin. But I'm not worried about what's going on the outside. I'm worried about the, the, the condition of your soul. We'll talk about the exterior stuff later. Real quiet in this little bee church today. You're like, I don't know what you're fixing to say next. It's okay. Because I believe that the Bible teaches us clearly he works from the inside out. That means he's going to take care of your soul, make sure that everything's locked in. Now let's talk about this stuff in your hand and this, all, this, all this other stuff. Okay, I'll keep moving. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them. Turning either to the right or to the left, then you will be successful in everything you do we all want to be successful but you got to go back up and do all the other things that he said has to be done in order for anybody want to fail anybody wake up and go man i hope i fail today (laughs) any business owners man i just hope this is a sucky day i hope today just whatever just you know hey how's your day (laughs) huh nobody wants to everybody wants to be successful but does the church want to be successful in the kingdom? Does the church want to be successful in actually advancing the kingdom, not just sitting behind four walls, but actually get out into the city and see lives change, see marriages put back together, see broken hearts put back together? It, does the church want to see that anymore? Oh, do we want to come in and pay some tithe because it makes us feel good, dr- drops our conscious level down, and we can go out and do whatever we want to? No. That's not this church. It's a safe place. No judgment. No condemnation. The conviction is his part. Ain't got nothing to do with me. Or you. To those of us who have been raised in church and understand. Again, ah, do I really have to say it like that? Letting go of the past is letting go... Of the way we saw things done in churches for all the years. The, 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 the tragedy of, of a life that gets transformed and brought up in one church. And they think there's only one way to do it. And if all of these elements don't happen within the service, we didn't have service. I, 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 I grew up Pentecost, I, I'm all, I've been in all the churches. Y'all have heard what I said about the tags, these denominational tags, they're either going to fall off on the way up or burn off on the way down. So I'm not caught up on denominations. And we don't need to get caught up in all the elements of, of what happens when the Holy Spirit does come, and we want him to come. But if those things aren't evident or happen, we walk out and go with it. He's not there. That's what I said, don't hold on to the past. God's trying to do something new in your life. He's the God of it all. Don't misunderstand me. Meditate on it day and night. Man, I'm still in the verse. Only that you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I want to speak to you just for a few moments this morning. Are you still with me? I want to speak to you for a few moments this morning from the subject. New Year, same mission. New Year, same mission. The mission has never changed, will never change. Our mission as a ministry is to reach whosoever will. Our mission is to reach whoever is far from God, no matter how far they are. No matter what they bring in, our mission is to reach those who are far from God, that they might be reconciled to their heavenly Father. The mission will never change, but the methods must. I was going to put will change, but I, I, I just got to be bold and say they must change. They must change. They must change. The stuff that used to happen years ago in the church that ain't happening anymore, we must recognize when dead is dead. If you're in a certain area of the lake and you ain't catching nothing, the chances are pretty good either that, that's been overpopulatedly fished or you're using the wrong bait. The bait will change. The bait must change. You do know that the Bible says he'll make us fishers of men. Y'all like, I didn't know you fished and was into all that. No, I'm not. Really, I'm not. You ask me to go fishing, you're going to do my hook for me. You're going to do the worm, you're going to do all I'll sit and hold that pole. That's about as far as it goes. Now, my wife, she'll, she'll catch sharks. She caught three or four sharks that day. <laughs> I just held the camera. I know y'all aren't surprised. <laughs> But this in, the, in this passage of Scripture, listen, this is, this is where it's all coming down to. In this passage, Joshua was in a season of transition. We have been in a transitional season. Now we're in a transitional moment where our hopes are high. Our anticipation is mounting. Our expectation of all that God wants to do is great. And then with all the things that God wants to do in us, through us, in this ministry, without limitations. Can you say without limitations? No limits. No boundaries. So we're in this transitional moment, and they were in this transitional moment as well. They were leaving the wilderness. Anybody felt like you've been in a wilderness this past year? The Bible just said that he will make a way in the wilderness. See, we're trying to get him, God, get me a way out of the wilderness. It says, if if you felt like you were in a wilderness in 2019, his word says, I will make a way in the wilderness, and I will give streams in the wasteland. I don't know about you, but if I'm standing in a wasteland, been to a third world country where, where, where the river flows and, and, and so does the caca and all that other stuff, and then you got people downstream da- down downstream getting water to drink. You're like, I'm not drinking nothing in no wasteland. But he said, I will give you streams in. So in the midst of, 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 of dung and, and, and the mess of our lives, he will give us fresh, fresh water, fresh living water. He will give that to you you got to show up to the stream, though. Don't nobody's faucets flow like his. If you really feel like you can do it on your own, if if we could do it on our own, there would have been no reason for the cross. He did it. He did all that because we can't, never could, never would, never will do it on our own without Jesus. It's just not happening. You can't save your family. You can't save your You can't save any. It's him. But if you're not surrendered to him, your marriage, if it's jacked up, it'll stay jacked up. There's nothing that you can do without surrender to Christ. Me without Jesus, I'm a jacked up husband. Me without Jesus, I'm a jacked up daddy. Without Jesus, I'm a jacked up G daddy. i be, I'll be looking out for me. How about y'all? I, don't look at me like that. All just, y'all know y'all look out for you. But without Jesus, we're all lost. We're all lost. So they were leaving the wilderness into the promised land, leaving one place and entering to a new place, leaving one season and entering into a new season. And they were changing leadership. See the parallel where we are today as a ministry. They were changing leadership. So Joshua is now on the shores of the Jordan. He's on the shores of the Jordan and he's staring at the promised land on the other side. You know it as the land of milk and honey. A land of abundance, a land of provision, a land of blessing. Listen, God has a place for you. Talking about the promise. He has a place for you. Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the plans he has for me, to prosper me, give me a hope and a future, not to, not to do harm. All this crazy stuff's happening in the world, and we're trying to blame it on God. We do, have some, we do have the ability to shift things up and change stuff here. That's why I can walk into the house and I can set the atmosphere in my house or I can change the atmosphere in my house. You know what I'm saying? Just like we can walk into the government, the, the White House, we can, change, we can do damage or we can do good. We, I, let me get off the White House because now y'all, y'all's minds just went crazy. You have the ability to set and change the atmosphere of your life and in your home. Stop blaming it on everybody else. The reason sometimes there's not a lot of peace in your house is because you're really frustrated. The reason you're frustrated is because you haven't tapped into the source. You're not tapping into the streams of life. Talking about Jesus. So so they were in transition. And in order to move forward, we must focus, and we we can't lose focus and focus on what's behind us. We have to focus on what is in front of us. Let me show you this in Joshua chapter. Uh, excuse me, Deuteronomy 34, which is the last chapter right before we got to Joshua. Okay, Moses went up to the mountain to pray, just like he did any other day, except on this day he died. And if you go back and read it, the Bi- the Bible says that God buried him. They didn't even, to my knowledge, and I have not done the research. I'm sorry. Don't know where his body is. The Israelites didn't know God buried him. So here's Joshua looking at, looking at the promised land, and he's waiting on what he knew in his past. What was his past? That Moses was the leader. That Moses was the one that God communicated to him and to the children of Israel. All of that changed. Say transition. All of that changed where, where, where God spoke to, to Joshua, and he said, Moses, my servant, and I'm sure Joshua was going, Is late, running behind, going to be here tomorrow, cranking out the the, the Ten Commandments 2.0. No, no, no. God said, Moses, my servant, is dead. You will lead the children of Israel to the promised land. So Moses was faced with, uh, excuse me, Joshua was faced with a dilemma. Just because there's transition does not guarantee that there will be forward momentum and motion. Did you track what I just said? Just because we're in transition as a ministry does not mean, yeah, we can generate hype and excitement, but just because there's transition doesn't mean we're going to move forward. What determines it on if we move forward is if we let our heart disconnect from our past and let our heart be right with everything else so that our feet can walk into the promises that God has for us. Anybody in this house got promises from God that he's promised you've not seen yet? Guess what? Don't lose heart. Those things are still coming. They're still coming. They're still coming. We got 20 acres sitting in this, in in the Levy County, in Chiefland, in this area. We have 20 acres. 10 to 20 acres. I didn't backtrack. That's that's what I prayed 10 to 20 acres. There is 10 to 20 acres sitting in this city that belongs to this ministry. It is. It is. I'm just telling you, it is. (laughs) We're not going to have to share a, a complex shared parking lot with. All the stuff from the parties that goes on where they just dump it and, 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 and it smells like food. God bless, you know, the people next door. When you walk in in the, in the morning, you don't want to smell gravies and biscuits. I mean, you just ate, right? All I'm saying is, there's promises of God that he has given to you, he's given to me, and he's given to this ministry. And we will not change course. We're going to be obedient. We're going to be flexible. We're going to be available. Did you hear what I said? That sounded like dad, didn't it? Did you hear what I said? I'm sorry, y'all, I'm going to have moments. Y'all going to see that come out. Flexible. Available, availability is, uh, is much needed, but flexibility is even more. Because people will get up and leave the church, not because they didn't like it, because they weren't flexible. I didn't get it my way. I wouldn't have done it that way. And I'm not always gonna get it right. B ain't perfect. Far from it. I'm not always gonna get it right. I'm gonna fail. I'm gonna fail, I'm gonna fail expectations. I'm just stopping right here. Because, see, I think you need to see a, a shepherd or a leader, and, and I don't care about the titles. But you need to see the realness of somebody who, who God is choosing to use because I, I did. We were in here two hours before y'all ever got here, all the leadership team and prayer team, and we were, we were praying for you this morning. And all I said, I, I dropped to my knees and I said, God, I am so sorry for failing you all the times in my life and you still chose to put me in this place today. See, because too many pastors have presented this thing that you got to have it all together. And then we walk out disappointed because we know that we can't get it all together. I'm a, I'm a leader that ain't got it all together. But I'm not satisfied with that. I want, it's, it's okay to not be okay. It's not okay to stay not okay. Okay? So, I'm cool that I'm not okay. I'm asking y'all to be cool that I'm not okay. But I'm not cool with not being cool. i got to get to a place where everything... I, I, I want to I line up. I want to I be flexible. I want to be available. And I want to be committed. Some of the stuff that comes out of my mouth... It's not me, it's him. And, I'm, and then after it comes out, I'm going, God, why did you say that? It's the Sunday number one for me. <laughs> so everything was changing. Everything was changing for Joshua. It was also changing for the children of Israel. Their leaders changed. It was transition. Basically, what God was saying is, the way that you have led, the way that, that, that you have led, everything in your life is about to change. We must recognize God's change. Moments of transition. Joshua was faced with the decision, I could either go back to the wilderness and wander, or I'm going to move forward and possess the land that God gave to me. I don't know about you, but I want to be a part of a church that possesses the land that God already said belongs to me. Let me say this. When God begins to show us his plan, it's important that we don't lose touch with reality. Listen, check this out. Go to... um, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. If you don't get there before me, I'll just read it to you. 1 Corinthians 16, 9 says this. This is Paul speaking to uh, the church at Corinth. This is a wide, excuse me, there is a wide open door for great work here. That means, that means, that means God is, there's the potential for God to do something great. And then it says, although many oppose me. The reason a lot of people, we get really excited when God says, here's an open door. This is what I have for your life. This is an area of ministry. This is how I'm going to use you. But then we go, awesome, open door. And we take off running. And then all of a sudden, opposition. And we get disappointed and we, and we, and we wander. Listen, opposition is confirmation. Confirmation. That the thing that you're dealing with and the door that you have is from God. Come on, somebody. Don't let opposition turn you away and cause you to wander and stay or get scared and get stuck where you are. All that should do is just jack you up and go, that opposition is nothing more than propelling me more towards the open door. Because listen, if it's open, all you got to do is walk through. There may be some things you got to let go of because you can't take them with you. There's some things that you have attached to your life that God n- never designed. Matter of, it won't work. To, <laughs> you can't be fully functional in what God wants for your life in that place with that stuff, if I can say it that way. You got to let it go. Somebody say, release it and let it go. You got to release it and let it go. God says, Joshua, Moses is dead. Now listen, that does not mean that Moses was bad. Because some of y'all think I'm dissing on Moses. Write that down. I'm going to send an email to the church. Email address. Pastor Bradley Weber said that Moses was bad and Jesus took him out and buried him. It doesn't mean that Moses was bad. Listen, Moses was a good thing. Moses was a God thing. There are people in your life that have been in your life that aren't there anymore, and we've marked them as bad. Listen, I've done it before. We've marked them as bad. It's not necessarily that they're bad. It was a God thing at that God moment. It was a season. Stop putting your emphasis on what you think about somebody. There's people God has removed from your life because you can't go to the next season with them. They weren't called for that season. They weren't called to go in that direction. God's called them to do something else. But we, get, we see an opposition and go, well, it must be me. God must be mad at me. I must have been in sin. Now I need to go repent. We do need to make sure that we're, we're taking care of the things in our life that don't glorify him. That's called repentance. That's not mean I'm sorry and I'll see you the next time I do it and fall short. No, 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 no. It means I'm changing my direction. Changing my direction. So what was God saying? This is, <laughs> this is what God was saying. He was saying, the good thing from your past that I used to bless you with is no longer invited into your future. I know that's heavy. <laughs> the thing that once was a blessing to you is no longer invited into your future. Everybody say change. You're going to you're gonna have to choose to be more loyal to your future than you are to what God did in your past. We must choose, make up our mind, that I'm gonna be more loyal to whatever God has for me, rather than to show more loyalty to what he did in my past for me. Let me show you this. There's a, you don't have to turn there, you write it down, check it out in your personal devotions this week, because I know you have them. 2 Kings 6.25, there's a story, and it says uh, that there was a great famine in the land. The children of Israel were buying doves' dung to eat there was a famine in the land they had no food they were buying doves caca to eat y'all know what the dove represented in the bible the holy spirit you know what what the dung represented where he once was where the dove was the dove represents the holy spirit in the bible and any kind of caca represents where it was they were paying money for what was Transition. Transition. We must recognize when something that we were a part of is no longer alive. Kind of like this. Ever been to to your refrigerator in the middle of the night to get a glass of of, uh, ice cold milk and you realize that somebody poured cottage cheese in it? It was once there to nourish you. It's no good for you now and will make you sick. Now, that was funny, but think about what I just said. What was once there to nourish you once it has expired, will make you sick. You got to release it and let it go. You got to release it and let it go. Where God, and I'm, I'm, I'm almost done, I promise. We'll be out before 12 o'clock. Where God wants to take this ministry, comfort is not available. Remember what I said about flexibility? Where God wants to take you, comfort level, comfort is not there. It's going to take fearless faith. Fearless faith. We were driving down the back road behind the elementary school, heading back to our neighborhood. And I told Amy, I said, she's asked me at different times, how you doing? I said, I'm scared of the future. Now, God's in control. But when I say we're all in, we're all in. There's no guarantees. It was different when Dad was... Senior pastor, because he was covering. Oh, I'm submitting myself to men for covering because I would not be a Lone Ranger. Neither should you. You need to submit yourself to some godly wisdom, godly counsel in relationships, in marriage, because the devil will pick you off. Okay? The unknown scares us, but it's going to take fearless faith. It's going to take fearless faith. It's going to take you believing God for stuff that don't make no sense for your family. Go home today with your spouse. If you don't have a spouse, then you go write some down between you and God of some things you want to see. You can write down the stuff that you that you want to see. You know we like we like things, but what are some areas you want to see in your life? What are some things that you you want to believe God for? Man, when I see how many made news, New Year's resolutions, every hand should have went up. Whether you said, I want a new house, car, new pair of jeans, some new kicks, whatever. But you should have said, I want more of you, Jesus. We sang those songs on purpose. There's more to come. We believe it. But God, I want more of you. But you know why we don't do that? Because it requires less of us, and we love us. Y'all be holy and pious. I tell you, I love me. We're born to be, we're born, we're we're naturally inside of our DNA is to take care of us. But Jesus gave us the direct, the direct picture. He came to take care of others. And we are the body of Christ. Guess what our job and our mission is? To take care of others. You know whose responsibility is to take care of us? He's done that. I keep going back to Amy and I because I can't can't tell you a story about someone else. I can only talk about our story. So don't misunderstand, and, and i misunderstood a lot, that if I talk about me, I'm trying to turn the attention to me. But I can only share our story to encourage you in your journey. When I say we came six years ago with no guarantees, that's a very true statement. And God has taken care of us. Now, yeah, I, I detail cars like don't call me because I'm booked. <laughs> By the way. Yes, there is an element because you can't sit and go, I know I need a job, God, but I'm not I'm not going to, to the dot com, whatever, whatever, and trying to put an application. To, the pastor said, You're gonna take care of me, so I'm just sitting right here. No, 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 no. There's a responsibility we all must take. But as long as we will look out for other people, He will take care of you. I'm standing here today telling you that we will lay our lives down to to invest in the marriages of other people. When our marriage was on the rocks, we will look at people and sit and be real with them. We, we, We will lay down our lives because we understand that He will take care of us. Can you say the same today? Are you willing to be flexible, committed, and concrete standing in fearless faith saying I'm willing to do whatever for whoever and God I trust that you'll take care of me I'm going to do my part I'm going to go to work and I'm going to do, I'm going to do my thing but I trust you see a lot of the reason we don't say God I need more of you is because it requires less of us and then we, we have a lack of trust because you can't have fearless faith if you have a, if you don't trust Amen so in closing Oh what happened to Joshua? What happened to the children of Israel? So glad you asked. Come back next Sunday. Part 2. We'll pick it back up. So the question I have for you today is this, see because Joshua was standing looking at the promised land, but he was wa- he had the moment of waiting, the moment of transition where he was waiting on Moses, didn't know he was dead, but waiting on Moses. And he had, the, he had to let go in just a moment I want you to be thinking is there something you need to let go of I know we're five days into 2020 there's no better time like the present that you need to let go of relationship I don't know is there something that you need to let go of in order to step into your promised land it could be that very thing the one thing that you won't let go of is the one thing that's keeping you from all that God has for you I believe it with all everything within me it's the one thing how do I know that? because it's so hard to let go of it that's why you're not there you're st- stuck here because you won't let go in just a moment all over this room and Adam's going to come and pray for us and we're going to close out with a song and we're we're going home I believe the Holy Spirit of God has been in this place today and I believe that He's spoken today He's speaking to me Everybody in this room right now, everybody in this room, every single person has at least one thing in their life that is every single person, me all the way to the back and all the way across the room, every single person has one thing in their life that I guarantee you God is asking you to give up for him. do i know that because we're not where we should be i'm not exactly every i'm not completely perfect but bless god i'm not okay with where i am i'm willing to release the stuff so i can get where he wants me to be man some of you got great potential god wants to use you in this ministry not just to sit and listen to it god's got potential in you but you've got to release and let some stuff go i'm telling you by the holy spirit of god you've got to release it and let it go Are you going to stay stuck where you are or will you release it so that you can get where you need to be? Is there anybody in this room that would say, yep, that's me. I'm not asking you what it is. All I'm saying is you standing, you're you're telling God. He knows the thing. He knows exactly what it is. He wants to know, Will you pinpoint it. Don't come up with the little thing that really wouldn't be that big of a deal if you gave it up. Mm, Because it's the one, it's the one, everybody say one thing. It's the one thing that's keeping you from getting there. One thing. You may have more, but there's one that is piled so deep down. You won't let that hurt, that disappointment, that taking advantage of. You won't let it go, and you can't get to where He wants you to be until you do. So, will you stand? Anybody in the room that says, "I got that one thing. I know exactly what it is, and I'm willing. Ho, ho, ho! ho. And I'm willing to let it go with God's help. I'm willing to let it go because I'm tired of being where I'm at. I want God." To re- I want this thing to be released from me. There's no condemnation in here. Nobody's worried about what you're standing for. We're standing for him. The video at the beginning and in the beginning of the service. I looked up there and saw it. And I was like, there's the word. There it is again. Safe. This is a safe place. Can't say that about everywhere. This is a safe place. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. For more content from Forward or just to connect with us, go to myforwardchurch.org. We love you. The best is yet to come.